Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- I a bachelor. Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate- some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, Organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues, and it's Monday, so you know what this means. We're going to go through all of the most important clips from every podcast from within the nation over the past two weeks, and there are some doozies. We've got clickbait. We've got almost famous OG with Bob Guinea and Trista Rain. We've got Bachelors in the City with Tammy Lee, we've got perhaps the most important clip of this Digging Deeper is a bombshell piece of information delivered by one Matthew James on the Ben and Ashley Almost Famous podcast 
from the 26th. I could not believe what I heard when he says what he said in this clip. You're definitely going to want to stick around for that. But before we begin, a big thank you to Pace Case for joining the land of the living. She's oh. enduring some uh, COVID-related symptoms. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> you're here. You're present for this. I appreciate it. Uh, I know you're going through it right now. I'm I'm back on the mic. They tried to stop me. They, the Dark Lord, he tried to stop me from for speaking truth to power, but I'm back. <laughs> they tried to make okay. me dance with the fishes. Here I am, dancing with clues where I'm meant to be. What's dancing with the fishes? That's like a, that's like a term that mafia people use for <laughs> killing people. I think it's sleep with the fishes. <laughs> I, think, I think it's more about death. <laughs> In that way, if you're dancing with the fishes, it implies Wait. that you can breathe. You're like the little mermaid. Oh. oh, okay. They try to make me sleep with the fishes, but I'm dancing. <laughs> that doesn't mean I can't dance. Dancing on dry land. Um, well, thank you for dancing or sleeping or whatever you're doing. I appreciate it. I'm really sorry to the pit that I've been off, you know, off the mic for a minute. And here I am back, and I'll try to be even better than before. Yeah. COVID for you will be a metamorphosis. Yeah. I'm now in my post-COVID era, which is going to be... <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Okay, well, it's definitely starting <laughs> off with a bang. Let's get into these clips. Fuck okay. You. So we're going to start oh. off this digging deeper. <laughs> so mean. Uh, by the way, I loved I loved the episode you did with Grace Ann. I thought it was so funny. I was just sitting there laughing, listening. It was great. Thank you, everyone who submitted questions. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll we'll continue to do those from time to time. So if you got other questions, think them up, write them down and get them ready for the next time that we do a Q&A episode. But today, we are doing... Digging Deeper. And the first clips that we got for you in this week's offering come from Clickbait. On April 14th, they had an episode called The Celebration Palooza. And in this first Ooh. clip... The clickbait gang speculates on why rumors of BIP's cancellation might have emerged earlier this year. Here we go. First things first, Bachelor in Paradise is officially coming back. So Ooh. at some point, it was rumored that there was no more BIP this year. Which that was a dumb from. rumor. Yeah, yeah dumb where rumor. Where they come from, don't know. All um, these couples, look, all these couples from... Bachelor Nation. I mean, Bachelor in Paradise. This, this, this last time around. Come on. Yeah, well, I know. I know why that. Back. I know why that rumor started. The rumor what? started. The rumor started because they moved Bachelor in Paradise oh. to a better time slot because it did uh, really good last year. So they moved oh, it to a better right. time slot. That's it why it was rumor that it wasn't like on TV Guide or whatever. Yeah. What's yeah. what's the better time slot? What's better um, than seven? I'm not exactly sure. I think it's what well, I think it starts later. I think it starts a few weeks later. Oh, because Bachelorette 
will be airing. Yeah, so I think it later. starts a few few weeks later, and um, yeah, it airs in the fall, opposed to airing in the summer, which is just okay. more people watch TV. Whew, we are start. This is like when you sit down to a nice meal, and then the appetizer comes out. And you're full off the appetizer. And you're like, well, shit. Now I still got to eat this whole fucking meal. There's so much in this first clip. Yeah, I've eaten like five loaves of bread right now. So Mm. let's start with um, the idea that there was even a rumor that Paradise was not coming back. I mean, there was one. It was going around the internet. Everybody immediately knew it was Mm -hmm. false. But one of the things Natasha Parker says in this is like... Dumb rumor, dumb rumor. Yeah, stupid rumor. And then Natasha Parker says, how could they have canceled Paradise Look at all these couples that came off Paradise. I mean, come on. Well, I assume you're talking about the two couples that you and Grocery Store Joe kicked off the island, Piper James and Brennan Marais and Chris Connor and Alana Milne. Those two couples are still going very strong. But if you look at Marissa Gunn and Riley Christian, not so much. I guess GSJ and Serena Pitt are still going. Abigail and Noah. Abigail and Noah was another one that they forced to break up on the show. Koof and Trashcan. Koof and Trashcan were what? They didn't break up, did they? They, they fake did? broke up. Fake broke up, yeah. So most of the couples, most of the most successful couples, other than Grocery Store Joe, and I guess Mari Pepin and uh, Kenny Brash are still together. Other than those two couples, you're looking at four other couples that are going strong who were derided by the show, who were made fun of by the show, who were attacked by the show. So I don't know if Natasha Parker has it exactly correct there. No, but real couples. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. The ones that they invite to come on. The 40RR couples. Yeah, the prom king and queen. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then grocery store Joe mistakenly (laughs) says, well, it's coming back because it did so well last year. So... Uh, I ran the numbers. <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise season one, which aired on Mondays with one Tuesday airing, but primarily it was only Mondays, had an average of a 1.37 Nielsen rating. Bachelor in Paradise season two, which aired on Sundays and Mondays, had an average 1.21 on Sunday and on Monday a 1.52. Bachelor season three was a 1.48 average. Bachelor season four was a 1.44 average. Bachelor season five was a 1.2. Season six was a 1.22. You'll notice a trend here. All seasons one through six Mm -hmm. averaging well over a 1.0. Then we come to Bachelor in Paradise season seven. Average rating 0.81. So in fact, Grocery Store Joe, it is the worst rated season of Bachelor in Paradise in history. It underperformed every prior season. What say you to that, GSJ? What's the response? Well, I mean, he has no response. His understanding of like television, how it works is obviously either completely rudimentary and inaccurate, or he's lying on purpose to make it sound better than it is. I don't know. I mean, he was the star, so it's got to be their biggest season ever. Of course. Bigger than Paradise, bigger than Bachelor. When they put that sash on me and Serena, it was we had millions tuning in to see the sash work I was doing. You know, uh, look, when you get somebody like me and Paradise and you get somebody like Serena, (laughs) it's like, tastes like ratings, tastes like (laughs) high ratings to me. (laughs) It's so fun. You talking about. BIP season seven. It's like BIP season four ratings. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. BIP season four. Depends on what ratings you wind up being. Tastes like Kentucky Frankenstein ratings. 
Not Kentucky Frankenstein. That's a deep cut, ladies and gentlemen, right there. That was one of my first memes ever. God. Oh, I love that. Anyway. So good. He then incorrectly also talks about more people watching TV in the fall than the summer. I think he's talking about network TV ratings because traditionally all network uh, shows, the new shows come out in the fall. So they do Mm -hmm. get higher ratings. But more people, like, we're all watching TV constantly now. It's just not on network TV. I don't think there's, like, a a lull in TV watching ever at this point. Yeah, I my only lull in my TV watching is when we record this podcast. Yeah, exactly. I was like, (laughs) mine is sleep, and that's about it. And that's rare these days, okay? It's like once a week. I love this. Coming out of the gate on fire. I feel like I'm back, baby. (laughs) Now, this next clip is an interesting one. In it, Tia Booth reveals some extremely interesting information about the status of her pre-paradise relationship. Here we go. How long in the relationship did you guys exchange I love yous? Oh. Oh, it was fast. He tried to tell me he loved me before I went on paradise. And I was like, (gasps) no, sir. And okay. you said what? You said yeah, who? I was like, who is love? Uh, love is the bitch. <laughs> bye bye. You gotta go. <laughs> you guys were just you guys were just wow. friends before then. Yeah, like he he uh, wanted to date me, and I was like, you can't. I'm sorry. Okay. You're not. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that's why I feel like we've been together so much longer because he tried like he around really a tried. year ago. He was <gasps> trying. Oh my god. <laughs> What have we just listened to? He tried to say, I love you, but you were just friends before. What? Yeah, obviously (laughs) not. You know, those friends that you have that you're like, fuck, I just have to tell this friend that I love them. I have to LL for my friend. No, this does not happen. Clearly, they were dating before the show. She has now revealed this information. And a few interesting things occur in this clip, in, in my humble opinion. One... Tia Booth was engaged in a relationship prior to going into paradise with a man she is now with. And engaged to. Engaged to, yes. A very serious relationship. And other players who did similar things, or at least were accused of similar things, were dismissed from paradise immediately. Conran and Milne stand out foremost in my mind because they were not even in a relationship. They met each other at a big group thing in San Diego where Jacinia Cruz also met all of them who was a player on that season and they got excommunicated from Paradise and basically from Bachelor Nation. Here, Tia Booth, a protected player, can do the exact same thing, potentially even at a higher level. She's got somebody telling her that he loves her prior to coming in Paradise and nothing is done. She is protected. She is given a job on clickbait. I mean... This clip is extraordinary. The way that she is explaining this, it's like, I understand that it's now like, this is her love story. Maybe she wants to maximize the amount of time in retrospect, but then she's like, oh, but I I did go on Paradise, so I have to massage this a little bit. And so her plan is to say, well, he tried to love level for me before I went on, and I was like, bye-bye, gotta go. We're just friends before then. But he wanted to date me, and I said, you can't. I'm sorry. Like, the only thing I, that comes through this to me is that they were dating. They were absolutely dating. He, you don't just say I love you 
to random people who haven't given you a love level one, two, or three. I agree. This is my, this is speculation on my part. I have no evidence of this, but this is what I think has happened. They were engaged in some kind of dating scenario and she was keeping it casual knowing she was about to go on paradise. And he was like, he was trying to get her to not go on paradise probably by saying like, look, this is serious to me. I think I'm falling in love with you or whatever. He L3 or L Ford, whatever it might've been. And she was like, sorry, dude, I got to get my numbers up. She saw paradise as a pure business opportunity. I don't think she was there at all to fall in love with anybody. I think she had the plan in mind the whole time to come back to this guy. As you said, they're fucking engaged now. So like, how seriously could she have been pursuing other relationships in paradise? She engaged in like farcical skits with her suitcase and all of this stuff and like clearly didn't care when all of these things went awry and she didn't yeah. get like that last conversation. She's just like, oh, Bond, Saul, and Aaron can go do their thing. Because you know what? She had this guy at home, love level fouring her. She wasn't worried about finding love. She had love. It found her already. And this is the hypocrisy of all of these official Bachelor Nation podcasts. These players yeah. are fucking protected to a degree that they can literally do what unprotected players are kicked off the show for. And not only does nothing happen to them, they get fucking rewarded. She got this job on clickbait. She was not on a Bachelor Nation podcast going into paradise. She had guested a little bit, I believe, on Happy Hour at that point. But I'm sure she was in the mix. And and the producers of these podcasts and Warner Brothers, they were talking about like, ah, maybe we'll get Tia Booth in there. Da, 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 da. So all of this just gets swept under the fucking carpet. And now... It's, I guess, enough time has passed that she can just fucking blurt it out. She's publicly talking about it. She's publicly talking about it. I mean, it's insanity. I agree. Absolute insanity. She could have said like, oh, I like met him before, but we didn't date or yeah. anything. She could have said that, but she's trying to boost up her love story. She's trying to boost up, you know, how she was a high ticket item, you know, and I think it's leading her to this confession i mean like what is the conversation between her and this dude before she goes into paradise does she tell him hey i really like you and i want to pick this up when i come back but like i have to do this for my business i don't have a fucking choice or is it more like true to what she's saying where she was like no come on we're just friends tee hee hee ha 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 here's how it went she goes I'm sorry. You can't touch my china pot until I get back from paradise. <laughs> Is that a good TMU? Yeah. I'm going to go talk about my fanny flutters and make out in an outdoor shower. But I'll be back for that sparkler. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Tia, I don't know if I'll make your vagina dance, but your china pot's doing something crazy to me, and I just gotta tell you I love you. Shut up! Don't tell me that right now. I'm going into paradise. Ear buffs. I'm not listening. I'm going to paradise. God, her accent is so crazy to me. This is like where I grew up uh, in the suburbs of Dallas, Texas, a.k.a. The Source. Everyone who is a native Texan also sounds r roughly like that. It's a little different. She's from Arkansas. There's a little bit of a harder twang i think in hers but you're saying my accent work is perfect your accent work is perfect thank you very much for it thank you but that clip once again 
in my mind, clearly illustrates this double standard between the company players and literally anyone else. This is, at, at least as far as I'm concerned, the worst transgression you can commit against the concept of paradise. At least that's what we saw in her season seven. Anyone else who did this was not only kicked off the fucking show in Brennan Marais's case. And I know there were other circumstances. He was doing other things, his treatment of Natasha, but the primary sin he committed, I believe was coming into the show with a pre-arranged relationship. And granted Tia Booth didn't bring her guy into the mm -hmm. show with her as uh, Piper and Brennan Marais did. I'm surprised they didn't fly him out and have him show up and be like, I just had to come because she, makes me feel a certain type of way and so I'm here to see if we our love can blossom. Is he southern also? Yeah, isn't he? Like isn't he from wherever she's from? Nashville or something? He's a slider, I think. I don't know. Anyways, let's move on. This next clip that we have is also from Clickbait but from a different episode. This is with guest Victoria Fuller and this episode is from April 21st. In this clip, the gang discuss how their opinions changed after meeting some of the most notorious villains of their seasons. Here we go. Which Bachelor Nation per person most surprised you meeting them in person versus or or interviewing them like that you had a preconceived thing for? Me is Queen Victoria. Oh, I didn't very get to surprised. meet her and I'm still bummed. Yeah, I was very surprised. I definitely had one thought about her, but she was a different way. So that's Ooh, definitely. I would be kind of the person. same with Thomas. Like I had this preconceived idea of Thomas before Paradise. And then I got there. I was like, wait, I freaking love Thomas. Why did this mm -hmm. dude get such a bad rap? Mm -hmm. But he's yeah, surprised I would, in a good I, way. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. I would agree with, uh, actually, I would agree with both of you. Because I thought this uh, same thing. Victoria mm -hmm. and um, Thomas, for sure. The Thomas exoneration here, I understand. Because he's now... Granted access. Protected player. Yeah, he's granted access to the protection of protected players. I don't know if he himself is a protected player, but he is obviously very romantically linked to one. One of their biggest protected players, Becca Kufrin. The Victoria Larson thing, though, that's interesting to me. She's not a protected player. She, at this point, has no value within the nation. But they seem to be doing something here where they're trying to like buy that back. You know, where they're like, well... I was very surprised because on the show, as GSJ so famously fed said, depends on who you wind up being. She wound up being that season's biggest villain, bar none. Everything she did was villainous. Every moment on screen, they frankenbited mm. her. They did everything they could to make her look terrible. And so here they're kind of saying, eh, she's not that bad. I wish they had extrapolated on this a little bit more. Like, what do they mean? What? What qualities does she have that they had not seen before? Victoria recently revealed in her diatribe about producers that they were the one that producers were the ones who told her to take the crown off of Catalina Morales's head when she entered as a new player, which I feel like was one of Victoria's most villainous actions that season. Yeah, I mean, that one was bad. Everything she did, though, like they... I will never forget when they cut together a string of fucking sentences that she had said in ITMs or whatever about how she was better than everybody else and these other players suck. And it was like so disjointed. It was like, I am the best person here and these other mm -hmm. people better watch out for themselves or whatever. And you're just like, what are they fucking doing? She didn't say any of that shit. So they made her look very bad. And here 
the clickbait gang is basically saying she was like an okay person. In my mind, when you get shit like this coming through the veil, these are players who have been on Paradise, players who have been in various seasons, saying that even they now will look at these villains in a different way. That means these people are not villains. That means the producers have completely manufactured villain edits where a true villain doesn't exist. And I'm not saying there haven't been assholes in the game and people saying bad shit and all this. Certainly there have. But when you have even grocery store Joe saying this person is not a villain, you have mm -hmm. to then question every villain that has ever been on your screen. None of it is real. Depends who you wind up being in the document and then maybe on the official podcasts. Yeah. It depends on who you wind up being. But if I meet you and I get to share some sauce with you, maybe I'll find out you didn't wind up being who you really were. I don't know. Maybe we, we end up becoming sauce bros. And then they're my sauce bros. <laughs> I got a bunch of sauce bros now. You know, we buried the hatchet. These people aren't mean. They're my sauce bros. <laughs> I feel like my voice right now is perfect for GSJ. That's pretty good, yeah. That's just me and my sauce bros. But there are real villains, but not my sauce bros. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if it actually is. Now you're starting to sound like some kind of Harry Potter demonic villain or something. Okay, so we're going to move on now to a series of clips. We have eight clips from this next show. Cadabra, but not for my sauce bros. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These next <laughs> clips are all from the almost famous OG podcast. This is the one hosted by Trista Rain and Bob Guinea. Now, we've covered this show a little bit before. It's always fascinating to hear uh, players talking about stuff in the olden days, in the classic era, the experimental era. And what is revealed in all of these clips is utterly astonishing. I cannot say enough about what we're about to hear. So in this first clip, we've got the first queen, Trista Rain herself, and Bob Gingin Guinea discussing what they believe the producers actually want from the show. You will not believe this. Here we go. If you want to hear what Bob Guinea and Trista Rain have to say about their time in game, and believe me, you do, because a lot of it relates directly to what is going on now in game. And if you want to hear this clip that we have of Matt James revealing what I believe to be one of the biggest bombshells in terms of tea uh, of his season and how the producers treated him and Rachel Kirkconnell, if you want to hear that, and you want to hear all these clips, and you want to hear Pace Case and I reacting to all of them and analyzing all of them, you just go to patreon.com slash game of roses. You join us down here in the bottom of the pit, and you're going to get access to the rest of this episode. You're going to get access to every other episode we've done, which at this point, I don't even know how many we have, at least over 40. I think we're getting closing in on 50 at this point. And they are all things like this, where we're digging through important clips from other Bachelor podcasts, where we're talking about certain specific elements of the game, like producers. In some cases, we're doing all-star seasons of old players. We have all kinds of different episodes that we don't do during our normal weekly episodes that we think you'll enjoy. And you're going to get access to our Discord, where you can talk with other people deep in the pit about all things Bachelor and all things Squirrels and Aliens and Pokemon Go, if that interests you at all. And you can also submit your screams 
on our Discord channel, and we play uh, some of the best ones of those on our Friday episode. So if that is of interest to you, again, just go to patreon.com slash gamerroses, join us in the pit, and it gives you access to our live shows that we do every Monday at 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That usually coincides with a half hour before our beloved game airs on the East Coast, but in the off-season, we still maintain that time slot, and Pace Case and I get on a live video feed. We answer questions. We talk to everybody who's in that feed and we basically just kind of break down what has been going on that week in the off season or if it's in the actual season, we talk about what we're expecting from the game coming up that night. But we hope you join us down here in the bottom of the pit. It's the pit. You can get it in and dig around in all this content. It's the pit. Come on, admit you want to eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit, you can get it in And dig around in all this content It's the pit, come on, admit You want to eat up all these tasty tidbits It's the pit, there's room enough to fit Everyone who wants to come in It's the pit Now you've heard me talk about Quince on this program before. I love Quince. I am right now, head to toe, dressed in Quince. I got their shirts, I got their pants, I got everything from Quince. Quince is my spot for quiet luxury without paying those luxury prices. Quince offers a range of must-have items like 100% European linen, under $50, luxurious mulberry silk skirts, and of course, Italian leather bags and 14 karat gold jewelry from, get this, $30. All their prices are 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And because Quince creates timeless classic styles that won't go out of fashion, you're going to have them in that closet forever, unless you wear them out, which I may because I literally wear them every day. <laughs> I know you're wondering, how do they do it? Well, Quince partners directly with top factories to cut out the cost of the middleman, passing the savings right on to you and to me. What's even better, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium eco-friendly fabrics and finishes so you can feel good about getting high-quality items that are going to last you longer. Upgrade your closet this summer with Quince. Right now, go to quince.com roses to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash roses. We're coming out of spring and we're headed into summer. It's a great time of year. It's a time for renewal. For me, that means reconnecting with friends and family I haven't seen for a while. And when I do, I want to make sure I have plenty of wine on hand to celebrate with. That's why First Leaf is a great option. 
As America's most personalized wine company, First Leaf takes the worry and guesswork out of buying quality wines, especially if you're somebody like me, who knows maybe a little bit about these things, but not enough. Not enough to really make a great decision. They make the decision for you. To get started, you just answer some specific questions about your wine likes and dislikes on First Leaf's website, and these can be things that are about the people you're buying it for as well if you're doing it as a gift. It only takes about five minutes to create your own personalized wine profile. Then you get your very own wine concierge who's going to use those responses to curate a customized selection of delicious award-winning varieties from rosés to sparklings and everything in between. It's all based on your personal preferences, on those questions you answered. These hand-selected wines are going to be delivered to your door within a few days with each bottle priced lower than what you'd pay at a wine store. You even get to choose when you get the wine. Plus, Every selection is backed by First Leaf's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And if you have questions about your wines, like what to pair them with, for example, First Leaf's personal wine concierge team is there to offer that expert advice. So it takes all the guesswork out. I love reconnecting with friends and family over bottles of First Leaf wine, and I bet you'll feel that way too. So give First Leaf a try. Head over to tryfirstleaf.com roses to sign up and save 50% on your first six hand-curated bottles plus free shipping. That's T-R-Y. F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash roses to save 50% on your first six bottles plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash roses. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.